Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local. And not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know. Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Well, don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you in the Kia Studios. Going to be with you for the full four. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Keep the music going. Keep the music going a little bit, Dom. You know, we get, we get, we got to have the glass <laughs> break and we I, get the music going, I thought Dom. I, I thought I did a good job fading that one no, out there. No, good Lord, no. We keep the music going. That's the that's the walk-up theme. You're right. You're right. I got oh, it. I got you. Man. I got so much to train these guys on. I just <laughs> – anyway. Uh, you can put the Odyssey app on your smartphone, your Alexa speakers, your tablet, your Garmin GPS, your PDA, your slide projector, whatever your device is. Just download it on something to uh, catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. We got Dom DeLuise producing the uh, show all this week as Day Day is on vacation. You can follow him at Dom Your Live. And uh, he is on Twitter, and uh, we will do rank him coming up later on at 1040 this evening. So we will have a little bit of fun with Dom, and uh, you can you can tweet us, you can text us uh, any of your lists. So we will uh, get to those coming up here at 1040. Well, it is the, I guess, unofficial halfway point of the Major League Baseball season. Again, 89 games have been played by the Atlanta Braves uh, at this point, and uh, obviously it's been – a, uh, a tremendous start, 60-win team for the Braves, 60-29 and 29 to be exact, as we're at the All-Star break. Braves have eight All-Stars 
tonight, and uh, they'll have three starters. And uh, I'm sure we'll see Elder and Strider uh, when all is said and done. But um, obviously, Sean Murphy, Orlando Arcia, and the MVP of the league, Ronald Acuna Jr., who will bat leadoff tonight for the uh, National League squad. So, And they'll be joined by Freddie Freeman. I, I thought the comments were interesting by Nolan Arenado, where he was talking about the idea that he might get traded uh, before the trade deadline, uh, as the Cardinals have been disastrous. But uh, it'll be Murphy, Freeman as you go around the horn. Murphy behind the plate. Freeman, Arias, uh, Arcia, Arenado in the infield. Ronnie, Mookie Betts, and Corbin Carroll is your outfield. J.D. Martinez is the D.H. Zach Gallon is the um, starter for the uh, National League. Uh, John Heim, uh, Yandy Diaz, Marcus Simeon, uh, Corey Seager, Josh Jung, uh, Aldis Garcia. Uh, how do you pronounce that kid's name, that kid from Tampa Bay? Arzania? I'm looking at you, Dom. I believe it's Arzenia. Okay. Uh, Austin Hayes and Otani, and then Garrett Cole will be the starter. Is Otani going to pitch and hit at some point? Do you think he pitches and hits at some point? I would I would like to see it. Yeah. I, I mean, would wouldn't like that be it. awesome? Be awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to – if you're going to – look, if you're going to do Doink in 1995, WWE, or T.L. Hopper, then go full gimmick. Let let Otani go out there and pitch. I mean, again, what could it hurt for him to pitch an inning, you know, and bat? I would love to see it, like like him bat and pitch in the same inning. So we'll see what happens. But obviously the All-Star game coming up here later on this evening. We'll keep you up to date about uh, everything that uh, goes on with it. And hopefully, you know, again, maybe Ronnie can find a pitch and maybe they groove it to him and he'll find a way to hit a home run to lead off a game. I, you probably are not old enough to remember – when, what was that all-star game? Was that 88 or 89 when Bo Jackson led off uh, the game with a home run and then Wade Boggs followed uh, with a home run? And I believe, uh, and if I'm correct on this, I believe that was Rick Rushel that was the pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. That was 1989. Yeah, so 89 when Bo Jackson led off the game, hit that moonshot to center field off Rick Rushel. And Wade Boggs followed it up with a home run uh, off Rick Rushell, who was who who didn't look like anything but a major league pitcher, um, and he was pitching for the Giants, and uh, that was one of the great All Star moments uh, when those two guys led off the game with a home run, and then you know Bo Bo just hit that moonshot out to center field. Oh, did you have a comment or I was I was going to ask, do you remember who was in the booth at that moment? Who was in the booth? Mm-hmm. That would have been probably McCarver and what? No, actually, that would have been NBC. Was that was that um, Joe Garagiola and so it was. and and uh, hold on, Joe Garagiola and um, uh, Vin Scully. So it was Vin Scully. Okay, but they had actual president at the time, Ronald Reagan. Oh, okay. In the booth with Vin. Well, there you go again. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what was it, Garagiola that was in the booth with him? It was Vin. Vin was in the booth with him. No, but I mean, wh- but who was the color guy? I guess they. I guess I think they may have moved him out. Just, okay. Just for it to be Vin and Ron at the time. Yeah, because that I, that game was on NBC. So in '89. So what? What's the first All Star game that you remember? What What's the first one you remember? Who? Um. Whatever year it was, where. 
and this is really when I kind of made my baseball allegiance because not a mm-hmm. bunch of people in my family like were super baseball heads. Mm-hmm. Um, the White Sox uh, back in the year that they won, I just uh, when they won the World Series. Um, I remember focusing on it more than I had ever had because up to that point in my life, which, again, I was very young. I was maybe eight or nine at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, That year, I just remember following the team more than anything. And so I'm sure I probably played a whole bunch of attention to the All-Star game that year to see some of the guys. But that's kind of where I made my allegiance is like, all right, I'm a White Sox fan. So the the first All-Star game that I can remember – was the 79 All-Star Game. That was from the Kingdom mm-hmm. in Seattle. And the game was made famous because that was Dave Parker, um, who, what did he, he he threw out, who did he throw out? He threw out a guy at the plate, uh, the famous play where he throws a guy out at the plate, and uh, Gary Carter behind the home plate, um, Willie Stargell, uh, I believe, was, um, was at first base uh, for them. And I'm trying to remember who he threw out in the game, but he made the famous play out in right field. Then he probably most likely went in the dugout and smoked cigarettes because uh, that's what Dave Parker did. Dave Parker, one of the one of the absolute coolest baseball players in history, Na- nicknamed the Cobra. Um, that's who, that's the guy that I thought Jason Hayward was going to become. I thought Jason Hayward was going to be the next Dave Parker because Dave Parker's a borderline Hall of Famer, one of the best players you know in the National League in my lifetime. But uh, that's the first All Star game that uh, that I remember. So. Uh, we'll keep you up to date about what goes on uh, with all of this. Uh, did you see Vladimir Guerrero? Yes. What he hit seventy-two home runs, I guess it was something like that. Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, I I just only saw the highlights because we were on air because I have to talk and you don't you don't have to talk or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so I was just, I was trying to look yeah. up and keep us. You, you can occasionally updated. push a button or yeah. two and you know chime in or whatever. But anyway, um, so Vladdy Guerrero uh, is your home run uh, champion. So we'll see if he goes into a funk, right? So again, the old uh, the old uh, fake narrative about yep, the guys at uh, the home run derby that they go into these funks. I mean, one guy did that. Bobby <laughs> Bobby Abreu was the one guy who did that, and everybody else never had that happen to him. It's, it's, whether it's, it's Prince Fielder, whether it was uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Big Poppy, um, David Ortiz, David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody. He, he yeah. was the one guy <laughs> that got into a funk and kind of blamed it on the home run derby, and got out of his swing. Nobody else ever done it. And that, that became a narrative for like 30 years that, oh, mm-hmm. you can't compete in the, in the home run derby because you're going to go into a funk afterward. Nobody did it. So, again, we'll, uh, we'll figure out all the all-star game um, stuff. But, uh, but that, was, uh, that was good stuff last night, watching uh, Vlad Guerrero whack it uh, away. Um, Kirby Smart speaking uh, out. And, look, SEC media days are coming up next week. Believe it or not, I mean, believe it or not, SEC Media Days are next week. They're going to be in Nash Vegas. I wish they were here, but they're going to be in Nash Vegas next week. And Kirby obviously trying to get out in front of some of this because, again, when he gets up in front of the media, he's going to have to answer a lot of questions. Now, fair, unfair, what have you, he's going to have to answer for a lot of things. Starting obviously, you know, with Devin Willock and you know Chandler Lacroix and that whole situation back on January fifteenth, I, I promise there's going to be a minimal amount of football questions, and there's going to be a plethora because I've been to those media events and I've sat right there with those guys, and there's a bunch of vagabonds that you know are looking to make a name for themselves and this, that, and the other, 
And again, when you have sensational stories, you know, last year going into SEC Media Days, it was, oh, Kurt, or, um, uh, what's his name? Nick Saban and uh, Jimbo Fisher, you know, and their confrontation. They're going to drum up a narrative because it can't just be about football. Like, it just can't be, hey, Georgia's the best team in the country. They're the clear-cut number one. They're going to be in line to win their third straight national championship, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's not enough of a story. And obviously, look, I'm not saying that he doesn't have some things to answer for, but certainly that that's going to be a big-time narrative. And I think that he tried to get out in front of this, telling reporters today at a news conference, quote, I'll be the first to admit that we haven't solved that issue or problem, talking about speeding. I honestly, uh, I don't honestly know that anybody has, but certainly for us, it's important to acknowledge it first. We've had a lot of intervention in terms of talking and visiting and discipline measures have been implemented in terms of education. We'll continue to do that. Can I tell you, you're not going to solve this until you kick somebody off your football team. Sorry. I, again, I know, I know they don't want to do that, and they're in line to win their third national championship. You're not going to solve this until you make an example of somebody. Say, you know what, son? You're a five-star recruit. You can't get it under control. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. You know what movie that's from? I've heard you use this quote yes. a ton of times. Yes. And I feel like you have told me before. I do not remember. It's the first Mission Impossible movie. What what's the guy's Emilio Estevez? Remember he's mm. the L, he's the operator, the technical yes. guy. Yes, yes, yes. And and when he does the red light, green light with the gum, he goes he goes. He's like hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. Mm-hmm. So mm. there you go. We tied Tom yes. Cruise and everything uh, every, together. He, but we're gonna find a way to get him into every show. Yeah, this yeah, week. absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna listen. I'm ex- I'm super excited. I'm, they're they're saying that this thing's gonna do almost 300 million I in opening it. weekend. I believe. Yeah, it. and and I do. I mean, it. There's everybody that's reviewed it has said that it's fantastic action. I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm going Saturday night uh, in the IMAX late best, at night. Best place. I'll have my. I'll have my popcorn, I'll have my beer, mm-hmm. I'll have my water, and I'll be jacked up and ready to go. <laughs> and I'll just, you know, I'll make sure everybody sits, you know, away from me and everything. But anyway, uh, back to Kirby Smart. Um, look, I, again, you know, he, he said a lot of things and didn't say anything. That's what it was. And if he's not going to make an example of somebody, he can talk about running steps and this and that. If you're not going to make an example of anybody, nothing's going to get solved. We talked about this months ago. Months ago, if you're not going to make an example at a high-profile program, nothing's going to get solved. All right, here's what we got. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. We're going to open up the phone lines to you. Is this the best Braves lineup you've ever seen? No matter how old you are, is this the best Braves lineup you've ever seen? 404-726-0929. Chuck Green, Nikia Studios. Hanging out on this Tuesday night, All-Star Tuesday night, Sports Radio, 99 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Nighttime is the right time to talk sports. That's a euphemism, right? It's John Chuggery and more of the Nightcap. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios Tuesday night with you. All-star Tuesday night. All right, 404-726-0929. That is both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line and... We're going to open up the phone lines to you. I'm asking a very simple question. We have a little bit of fun with this here tonight. Is this the best Braves lineup that's they've ever trotted out? Now, again, I will say I've only got 30 years of real history watching the Atlanta Braves. I've been in Atlanta for 30 years now. I, I, obviously, I watched you know Dale Murphy and Bob Horner and Glenn Hubbard and Claudel Washington and Chris Shambliss and you know guys like that you know through the 80s, but when I think of the best lineup in baseball for the Braves, and, and Freaky brought up um, 1998. Uh, let me give you a comparison, Dom, okay? So, I mean, to be fair, Walt Weiss only started 96 games at shortstop that year, okay? But he, in 96 games, scored 64 runs, um, 18 doubles, zero homers, 27 RBI. He hit 280 with a 386 on base. That's pretty good, right? Okay. Let me just for a comparison, just for craps and giggles, okay, give you what Rafael Fercal, who was probably about the fifth best guy in the lineup for the Braves in 2003. Here's Rafael Fercal's numbers. 156 games played, so he played a, a, a much bigger schedule. 130 runs scored. He had 35 doubles, 10 triples, 15 homers, 61 RBI, had 25 steals, hit 292 with a 350 on base percentage and a 794 OPS. You know who he was almost outdone by? The other guy that was standing next to him at second base. Marcus Giles, in 145 games, scored 101 runs, had 49 doubles, 21 homers, 69 RBI, 14 steals, and he hit 316 with a 390 on base percentage. Their two middle infielders scored 231 runs. Their second baseman and their shortstop scored 200. 
31 runs. That Fakal led the team in runs scored, but I always point to what their outfield was. And I I, I said, I, I thought I would never see a better lineup top to bottom than the 2003 Braves. They're the modern-day run score champion. They scored more runs than any team in the 20th century for the Atlanta franchise, whether it's Milwaukee, Boston, whatever. Most runs scored, 907. But here's what Chipper, Andrew, and Sheffield did, okay? Ready for this one, Dom? Chipper scored. Chipper played left that year. That was the mm-hmm. year he played left field. Went out to left field. They brought Vinny Castillo in to play third, okay? okay? Who, by the way, he had 22 homers and 76 RBI at third base. Chipper scored 103 runs, had 33 doubles, 27 homers, drove in 106 runs, hit 305 with a 402 on base and a 920 OPS. Andrew, he only scored 101 runs that year, 36 homers, 116 RBI, hitting 277 with an 851 OPS. Oh, now I saved the best for last. Sheffield that year, 126 runs scored, 37 doubles, 39 homers, 132 RBI with, oh, for craps and giggles, 18 steals, and he hit 330 with a 419 on base and a 1,023 OPS, a 1.023 OPS. That didn't even lead the team. You know why? Because Javi in 129 games. Now listen to what I'm saying. 129 games, Dom. He scored 89 runs, hit 43 homers, drove in 109 runs, hit 328 with a 1.065 OPS. Sheffield had a 1,000-plus OPS and didn't even lead the team. They had two guys with over a 1,000 or a 1-point OPS. They had four, uh, sorry, they had five guys, including all three outfielders, that scored over 100 runs. All three of their uh, outfield drove in over 100 runs to go along with their catcher. And I'll, I'll, if you had a million guesses, you would never guess who played first base for the Atlanta Braves in 2003. Who? Any ideas? Not a clue. Robert Thick, the former Detroit Tiger, he played first base that year. 126 games, 11 homers, 80 RBI, hit 269 with a 753 OPS. Even Mark DeRosa had off the bench 40 runs, 6 homers, 22 RBI. Julio Franco, at age 44, in 103 games, had 5 homers, 31 RBI, and hit 294 for that season. Now, I thought I would never see a better lineup than that. That and they're the all-time run-scored team. Again, we're talking 20th century because yeah. there are multiple teams in the 19th century that scored more runs than this team. Right. But they're the 20th century and beyond run-score champion. I never thought I would see a better lineup than that until this one. Was, and, and and this lineup is doing things that are unprecedented. By the way, they're on track to score more runs than that 2003 team. 
That's what I was just about to say is that, like, you were as you were throwing out all those numbers from that other team, I was sitting there thinking, like, these are all incredible numbers, but this team right here is on pace to Well, put it like this, <laughs> okay? Ozzie, um, Acuna, and Matt Olson are all on pace to hit 40 or more homers in this lineup. Now, do you know what's also interesting? And I know Freaky, if he's listening in, will know this. You got to go 50 years ago in history. 50, 5, 0, 50. Not 50, 50 <laughs> years ago. 1973, mm. when the Braves had three 40 home run hitters in their lineup. Can you can you even fathom a guess as to who in 1973 were the three guys that hit 40 homers in their lineup? Nope. All right, no, Hank I'm, Aaron I'm, would be I one. Was, I was going to say Hank yeah. is the only one that I would be able to guess. Daryl Evans was the third baseman. He mm-hmm. hit 40 homers, over okay. 40 homers. And believe it or not, former Mets and Orioles manager Davey Johnson hit 40 homers hmm. for the Atlanta Braves in that year. That's why it was called, you know, that's why it was called um, um, the launching pad, mm. right? Um, so they all hit 40 homers. The, the Braves are on pace to do something that they haven't done in 50, not 50, 50 years and have three guys that had over 40 homers. They're on pace to set the run scored record. And when you look at the seasons that Murphy, Olsen, Albies, even Arcia, who's got seven homers and 20 in our – how many clutch hits has Orlando Arcia had in the first half of this year? How many big moments hitting in the eighth and ninth spot has he had in the lineup this year? He's got 34 runs scored, and, and he missed 20 games in the first part of the season. Uh, think about Austin Riley, who's on pace to – score a career-high number of runs. I think it's over 100-and-something runs. He's on on track to score more runs than he has in his career because he benefits from being on base in this lineup. He's on pace to somewhere between 25 and 30 homers and somewhere on pace for 80-85 RBI. And think about like this. He's not even gotten hot yet. He's not even had a stretch where he's helped carry this ball club offensively for two weeks. Right. And he's done that in the past, right? He's had, he's had years where, again, you would put the team on his shoulders for about a two-week period, and he would carry you through the dog days of the summer. That's he, what I think a lot of people have been saying, especially just talking with guys around uh, the station, is that for as good as the Braves are, like we could still be seeing them get better. with Because we you yeah. know you have guys who, yep. even right now, like aren't, Hitting at their best. Well, Michael Harris. I mean, that's another guy. I mean, he's only hitting 255 after hitting almost 300 last year with a 301 on base. But again, what was it? In the month of uh, June, uh, the last couple of weeks of June, he was hitting like 435 or something like that. So, you know, yeah. So, I mean, he's gotten himself on track. And believe it or not, and, and I'll say this, you know, with all due respect, that Marcelo Zuna has had a good year and he's contributed. You know, again, he's on pace to be 25 to 30 homers. He's on pace to be 80, 85 RBI. He's on pace to score 65, 75 runs. And he's hit a respectable 250. Now, look, 
They have some guys in this lineup that strike out. Olsen's on pace for over 200 strikeouts. He's also on pace for 100 walks. You know, Marcelo Zuna has 68 strikeouts in 89 games at the break. Austin Riley has 91 strikeouts. I mean, Olsen and uh, Riley have 199 combined strikeouts. But that's modern-day baseball. Like, you can overlook all of those things. We're going to talk to Heath Bell a little bit later on in the show. We're going to talk to former All-Star closer Heath Bell coming up at 820. But that's, that's the way baseball is in the analytical world, right? In this analytical, sabermetric, metrosexual world that we live in for stats and stuff, that's modern-day baseball. Now, again, Ronald Acuna, 41 steals. Michael Harris, 11 steals. You know, Ozzy's only had six steals this year, but he hasn't been caught. But you look at what this team has done from a stolen base perspective. They have 70 steals and only been caught 12 times. So, again, they're on a pace where you're talking about, you know, 125 steals. Now, I gave back when I used to uh, be on the Chuck House, right, when I would fill in on the Chuck House. Mm-hmm. You know what the Chuck House is, right? What's that? That that's that's the nine to eleven show. Mm-hmm. So okay. you know because I would fill in by myself and things like that <laughs> on the Chuck House, even though I had my own show and everything. But anyway, um, <laughs> but was happy to do it for you know Shappy. Um, but I, I would and, and we talked about some of these numbers that I said. Okay, can Strider break the single season strikeout record for of two seventy six by John Smoltz in nineteen ninety six? Okay, he's on track. He, he he's looking at potentially three hundred strikeout season. Yeah, 166 strikeouts in 18 starts. That's 9.22 strikeouts per start. If he has 30 starts, he's going to break the record. Um, We talked about could they set the runs record. We talked about, too, could the Braves be a 125 stolen base team? Well, they're on track. They've got 70 steals here at the All-Star break. And that's always been the thing that I've talked about with this Braves team is that at times, I don't think they take enough advantage of their speed. Like, they do it on the base pass where if Ronnie's on first and a ball is hit to the wall, he's going to score. If if Ozzy, if Ozzy is on first and there's a double down the line, he's probably going to score. But I would love to see them even increase their stolen base numbers. And Ronnie's obviously just running wild on the base pass. I mean, you talk about a guy who, you know, again, he might be – 40-70 when all is said and done. That's Eric Davis kind of level numbers in 86-87. All right, we'll get ready for Atlanta United coming up next. Felipe Cardenas is going to join us, and uh, we'll talk about this match coming up against uh, the New England Revolution. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. With John Chuckery. The number one show in America. Again! Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. 
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuck Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. We'll, uh, we'll get back to your texts and thoughts and calls and everything like that a little bit later on in the show. But Lanny United coming up tomorrow night. They uh, take on the uh, New England Revolution coming up here on a Wednesday night. 7 o'clock uh, pregame, 7.30 kick. Uh, Mike uh, Jason Longshore and uh, Mike uh, Mike County will have the call for all of that. We head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. We talked to our buddy Felipe Cardenas. Of course, he is the soccer writer for The Athletic. TheAthletic.com is where you can check out all of his work, and you can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Felipe Carr. Felipe, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes on the show this evening. How's it going, John? Uh, I am good, and Atlanta United is good after a, a couple of victories. And, you know, I, I was on vacation all last week, so uh, didn't get to see as much. But, you know, one of the things I was looking at, some of the stats is, you know, I, I guess, Felipe, if you can't shoot the ball against Atlanta United, um, you can't get shots off against them, uh, you stand a pretty good chance to win because I believe that they only gave up a few shots over these last couple of games. Am I right about that? Yeah, I mean, that's the story of, of Atlanta United over the last two games, that defensively they've been a lot better. But remember, they, they had to. This was, this was a solve that, that Gonsalpin, the head coach, had to make. They have been leaking goals, 35 goals, if I'm not mistaken, conceded in 21 games. It's, it's among the highest in the league, uh, just a plus-four goal differential, which in the end, I mean, just this doesn't bode well. It doesn't, you know, this is a team that uh, the spine of the team has been, hasn't been great. That's what wins you championships in, in every league. And so uh, the, the positive is that over two games, uh, everything that they've been working on in training, there's been a, a bit of a switch in the formation of playing with three center backs uh, and just being a little bit more sound defensively. All that has come to fruition uh, with, with, with two consecutive shutouts. So uh, it, it is positive. But I think it's, it's still much of, of a work in progress, especially defensively. So work to do. Do you think they've played better over these last couple of weeks than they did at the very beginning of the season? Or do you still think the beginning of the season, they got off to a really hot start and that that was their best soccer that they played? No, I think the, the beginning of the season was, it's just so hard at the start of the MLS to know who's going to be great and, and, and who is just sort of on that, 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 that beginner's hot form. And I think that's what Atlanta was. Uh, you know, the, 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 the soccer wasn't great to, to, to begin with. The goals were pretty spectacular from Thiago Mata. And, and I think in the, in the end, they did take care of business with those, I think, four or five games at home. Uh, but, you know, I think that it's gotten better over the last two games because tactically, uh, I mentioned the three defenders in the back and, and just playing with more of a, a more solidified system. I think, you know, you can see the players understanding a little bit more, like, what to do uh, both defensively and in the attack and progressing the ball forward. Uh, there, there seems to be a bit more intention in, in the way that they've played. And, and that's credit to the staff. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't have their center forward. They don't have Yakamakis and, and, and the, you know, the big Greek center forward has been, is supposed to be that missing puzzle piece. Like if, if you know, you've got a guy up there that can finish goals for you, uh, and then you have players that are technical and, 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 and know how to get the ball into the box, uh, like Brooks Lennon, for instance, really having a really strong year on that right wing. Uh, well, you know, you're, you're going to win games, but they haven't been able to keep Yakimaki healthy. So 
that's another huge question mark moving forward. Felipe, talk about and walk me through some of the changes in this roster. I mean, I, I thought Andrew Gutman was having a really good season for them. And, I mean, was this a reaction to, okay, we've got to shake up this roster, or were they just too good of a deal to pass up? I mean, walk me through and help me with Franco Ibarra, with Andrew Gutman. I mean, you know, it seems like that these guys have been consistently in the lineup, and Gutman, I thought, played really well this year. Um, I was at the game a couple of weeks ago where he scored. Um, you know, what, what has led into all of this change in, in this roster over the last couple of few weeks? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we're in the summer window, and, and Garth Lagerwey, the, the, the CEO and president, has always said that they, they were going to make moves to try to improve the team. And, and, and this is a team that, you know, currently sitting in seventh place in the Eastern Conference, is they've got to get better. You know, I, I really think that it's still a team that, yes, has talent in, in some parts of the field, but they're still young. They still, they still have players that are growing into the league. Uh, Thiago Almada, obviously, just uh, an excellent talent, but still a young player, not someone that you can just hoist everything on top of his shoulders and, and expect him to lead the team. And I mentioned the spine. You know, it's it's been a revolving door in central midfield. Like, who's going to own that spot? So they signed a player, a more experienced player, in, in Tristan Muyumba from the, the second division of, of, the, of France, the uh, a team in the second division in France. And, and he's a defensive midfielder, can play a little bit more, attacking as well but he's supposed to he's i think for me is a signing to just add some bite stability and experience in the middle of the field uh andrew Gutman, you mentioned you know I, I think for me this is probably an example of uh the, he had some value in the league uh and and the team at line united took it they took it the value they they're they gonna get they get some some cash that they can use uh, to sign perhaps a, uh, an upgrade in that position or, or, or just add it to the cap and, and sign a more uh, explosive attacking player. And I think Andrew Gutman was just a player that they felt they could get some really good value from. And, you know, Franco Ibarra, if, if you haven't read my interview with Franco Ibarra, I, I, I spoke with him exclusively, uh, you know, for the Athletic after he was loaned to Toronto FC. And the reason that he was loaned was because, you know, he's an under-22 player. That's a new initiative in the league. Each team can sign three under-22 players and essentially pay what you want for them. It's almost like three new DPs. Uh, the problem with Atlanta United is that they, they signed four players, four under-22 players, so one had to go. And Carlos Bocanegra and the front office decided that because, again, similar to Andrew Grubman, uh, Franco Ibarra had value within the league he was the one that they could move, essentially. The other two players, uh, Edwin Mosquera and Eric Lopez, uh, they were unable to move. They're, they're, they're just not the caliber of player that other teams are really wanting. So I, I think that was an unfortunate incident because I think the human side of trades, and I know, you know, John, you know how it is in American sports. Players get traded on a whim, and and, and they sometimes they find out on Sports Center, sometimes mm -hmm. they find out on Twitter. In, in, in soccer, it's much different. And I think MLS is, is sort of in, in, in this gray area where players sometimes, international players, get caught off guard with you can have a contract and you can just be sent to another country, which is what happened with Frank Orbar. And he was really upset with the way it was handled and the fact that he was told on a Wednesday and told that he was a, T, a TFC player the next day. So, uh, again, I think certainly Atlanta United probably feeling they can even upgrade there as well, though. Felipe Cardenas, soccer writer for The Athletic, joining us here 
on the waitfor.com hotline. So the window will close August 2nd. Do you anticipate more moves? Do you anticipate anything else happening between now and then? I mean, they still have obviously plenty of time. So what could be next for Atlanta United? Well, again, like I, I, I've said this probably on your show several times. I've, I've, I continue to say it like, yes, they have Tiago Mata. Yes, they have a player like Caleb Wiley that can run up and down that left wing and tirelessly, right? But I still think they're missing that player uh, that is a real, real difference maker in the attack. So one that's just really difficult to handle. If you're a fullback, you don't want to face him. Uh, if you're if you're his coach, you can really rely on him for assists, goals. You can play him in different positions in, in that in that front three. And that's not a player that Atlanta United has. And and, and I, I really do think that that dynamic winger, which is really key for a lot of MLS teams, a lot of teams right now that are playing well have that type of player. Now, that would be uh, an interesting move for Atlanta United in this summer window. Can they sign a, a real difference maker uh, in the attack uh, and really really help with Gonzalo Pineda when he looks down the bench? Uh, or, or can he just add a little bit more fuel to the attack? Because sometimes it does sputter still. So I think that's one move. And, and then we have to wait and see like what happens defensively. Are they going to look to, to upgrade the back line? I, I don't really think that's something they'll do in the summer window, I think that could be a winter move because Miles Robinson's contract will be up. And what my colleagues at The Athletic have reported is that you know, they believe Miles Robinson may want to test for agency. And so that's going to change the team a lot uh, if he decides to move on. But uh, what happens in the attack with Yakamaki's day-to-day and, and really struggling to stay healthy, you know, that's something that I think in the end could, could set this team back uh, come playoff time. You know, and I don't disagree with you, but my question would be, you know, how easy it is to find those guys. I mean, you know, again, everybody wants a guy who can score 30 points a night in the NBA. There aren't a whole lot of those guys running around, right? I mean, there there aren't, right. you know, there aren't those dynamic players that, that can be difference makers. I mean, look, I, and I don't know if you want to call it luck or whatever like that, but, you know, Joseph Martinez, besides being a dynamic player, it was always, okay, in case of emergency, break glass, Joseph will come in and he'll score a goal and we'll be fine. How many of those guys are running around MLS or how many of those guys are, are even available to add to a roster like Atlanta United? Yeah, it's hard. I think those, those, there's just a handful of players and they're among the top players in the league. You know, you look at, uh, you know, Buanga at, at LAFC, he's, he's sort of that type of player that you can play him on the wing and play him as a, as a center forward really difficult to handle, very tricky, uh, tons of stamina, endurance, and he can score. And he's a top player. He's an experienced player. Uh, players like Carlos Vela, you know, he's an, he's more, you know, much more experienced veteran player. But those are guys that once you get them, you've got to keep them. You know, you've got to sign them the long-term contracts and build around them. I think that's been a big problem for Atlanta United, building around players. They, 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 they just ship players out uh, too often. And and that's been that's led to a lot of the inconsistencies and the instability. I think of the roster. That's something that Garth Lagerwey, you know, told me he wants to fix. You know, you've, you've got to keep players around. You've got to keep coaches around in order to build towards that continuity. And then to, to answer your question about just are, are there thirty goal players out there? There, there, it's hard. That's why it's you know the center forward in, in, in world soccer. That that's the, always the big big money signing because they are so rare. 
to get prolific goal scores and and to get them to MLS is even harder. Uh, you know, they're you're, you're you're facing and challenging against some of the top teams in the world. That's why MLS has chosen to go younger. Uh, and then the gamble there is, well, he might be a really good player, but he's an inexperienced player. And so. I think they found their guy, Nyakamakis. I really do. He's very different from Joseph Martinez. I, I don't know if he'll ever come close to Joseph's numbers. I really think in the end we're going to look back and think Joseph Martinez really was one of a kind in, in MLS. But Nyakamakis is, you know, he can be great in this league, I think. He just has to stay healthy, and the team has to be stronger around him. They have to be able to win games like you mentioned uh, tight games, close games, maybe games that are a little bit ugly, and then and, and, and know that they have goal scores really to finish off opponents. Right now you're still not really sure like what Atlanta United is going to do against top competition in MLS, but certainly uh, trending up as, as we speak. Last question for you, Felipe. So this should be a pretty good litmus test tomorrow night, right? I mean, Atlanta United's got a couple of wins against a couple of decent teams. I mean, obviously Philadelphia pretty good. You know, Montreal, they are what they are. But you're going up to New England. Um, you know, again, road games in MLS are always a challenge. Obviously, New England is one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. So this feels like it's a pretty good litmus test about where Atlanta United is, is they are a little bit hot. They're playing better defensively. Like, this feels like an important match. Maybe, maybe in the grand scheme of things, it's not so important. But it does kind of feel like, okay, there's a lot of momentum behind Atlanta United. Why not try to find a way to go up there and at least get a point, but maybe even three? Yeah, I think the look at, I mean, honestly, again, I think you're going to hear the players say we're, we're going for three points and, and that's our goal no matter where mm -hmm. we play. But a, a draw in New England is going to be uh, just a great point for Atlanta United. This is, to your, to your point, New England is a good team. They've got a really great coach, a historically great coach in Bruce Arena. Uh Carlos Hill, a former MVP, you know, one of those dynamic number 10s that has punished Atlanta often. You know, this is a team that Atlanta has struggled against New England. And you're playing at Foxborough, as you know, like it's just one of those strange sort of football stadiums, mm -hmm. NFL stadiums. The turf isn't great. Uh, New England very comfortable there, though. And then it can be just like just a difficult place to show up and, and play a soccer game and, and win. And so it's going to be a huge test. I agree with you. I think it's a huge test to see if not, not to call those games flukes, the games against the wins against Philadelphia and Montreal. I, think, I thought Philadelphia were, were, were flat out awful and they're, that's a good team, but credit to Atlanta United, Montreal. I agree. I think they, they had their chances, but uh, if they can get three wins in a row or at least a point out of this and have three straight games where they don't lose, that's a, that's a nice streak for Atlanta United. It's a nice streak. They've got to get into this, that fourth spot, you know, it's winter. Or, I'm sorry, it's summer, and we're about to get into the league's cup, and the, the league is gonna, MLS is gonna stop playing for a month. Uh, but but that's the goal for Atlanta United. They have to host a playoff game. I think they'll be very really dangerous if they can do that. Uh, and th these are the kind of games you've got to win, or at least play well and get something out of them. Felipe Cardenas, he covers soccer for the Athletic. Theathletic.com is where you can check out all of his work. Join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Felipe Carr. Felipe, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks, my friend. And uh, listen, we will certainly chat again here with you soon.
Of course. And, and again, surprise, no questions about Messi. No <laughs> questions about Leo Messi. But, yeah, he, he's, he has arrived, John. He has arrived. Yes, I, I saw the billboards and, and everything. So uh, they didn't do that to me when I arrived in Atlanta. But <laughs> I guess I'm just a little bit less famous. So, anyway, thank you, I Felipe. You. I hear you. <laughs> Appreciate all, it. All the best, John. Take care. Thank you. When we get back from the top of the hour, it will be time for the Falcons flyover. All of your news and notes about our favorite football team here in Atlanta. Trucker in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.